Hello and welcome to Luxury Menswear, the podcast by J.L. Rocha Collections. My name is Jose Noel Rocha, and today's episode, all about legacy. Let's get into it. Now, one of the main things to understand is that a legacy is not an inheritance. Legacy and inheritance are often tied together because there are so many different business empires that represent a legacy that also come hand in hand with an inheritance. But an inheritance is so common nowadays that 60% of households in the United States are expected to receive or leave behind an inheritance, which is a growing number from just a few years ago where that percentage was only 46. And business empires have become so common that it's very difficult to separate legacy from inheritance these days. But inheritance, as they say, is what you leave in people, not what you leave for people. And to illustrate that point, I'd like to tell you a story about the lawyer of Al Capone, whose name was Easy Eddie. Now, Easy Eddie was, of course, not exactly the nicest guy out there. He lived a lavish lifestyle and was a great lawyer for Al Capone because he was skilled at legal maneuvering and made sure that Al Capone stayed out of jail for a very long time, which afforded him a fantastic lifestyle, a mansion, live-in maids, all of the conveniences of the day. And in order to be somebody like Al Capone's lawyer, it's obvious that you're not taking too much consideration for the serious wrongdoings that are going on around you. But he had a soft spot, and that was a son that he truly loved. He made sure that his son had everything that he needed, clothing, cars, a great education, and nothing was too expensive to take care of his son. But despite his involvement in organized crime, Eddie wanted to teach his son right from wrong. He wanted him to be a better man than he was. And with all of the money and all of the influence that he had, he knew he would leave him a great inheritance. But there were two things that he couldn't give his son, a good name and he couldn't set a good example. One day, Eddie, thinking of his son, wanted to rectify the things that he had done wrong and he decided that he would go to the authorities to tell the truth about Al Capone and clean up his name so he could offer his son some semblance of integrity. Now in order to do this he would have to testify against the mob and he knew that of course that would cost him dearly but he testified and within the year Easy Eddie was no longer on this earth died in a blaze of gunfire on a lonely Chicago street. But in his eyes, he had given his son the greatest gift that he had to offer and paid the greatest price that he could pay. Now, let's just fast forward to World War II. And in a war that was incredibly tragic, but produced many heroes, we find one particular hero stands out, and that is Butch O'Hare a fighter pilot that was assigned to an aircraft carrier Lexington in the South Pacific. Now one day, Butch and his entire squadron were sent out on a mission, but after he had gone airborne, he looked at his fuel gauge and realized that he wouldn't have enough fuel to complete his mission and get back to his ship. His flight leader told him to get back to the carrier and reluctantly, Butch dropped out of formation and headed back for the fleet. As he was going back for the mothership, he saw something that would shake him to the core. A squadron of Japanese aircraft that were speeding towards the American fleet. 
His entire squadron was off on a mission and the entire fleet was defenseless. He couldn't reach his squadron and bring them back in time to save the fleet and he couldn't warn the fleet against the approaching danger because he didn't have the time to make it and land. There was only one thing he could do. He had to somehow divert the oncoming aircraft. So laying aside all of his thoughts of personal safety, he dove into the formation of Japanese planes. And with his 50 caliber guns blazed, he attacked one after another. Butch wove in and out of the now broken formation and fired until all his ammunition was spent. And the final remnants of the Japanese squadron fled after he took down a number of fighters. He finally made it back to the carrier and the film from the gun camera mounted on his plane showed his entire attempt to protect the fleet and showed that he in fact destroyed five enemy aircraft. For his actions, Butch became one of the Navy's first ace fighter pilots of World War II and the first naval aviator to win the Congressional Medal of Honor. A year later, Butch died in aerial combat at the age of 29, but his hometown would not allow the memory of this World War II hero to fade. And today, O'Hare Airport in Chicago is named in tribute to the courage of this great man. So why did I tell you about Butch O'Hare? Well, Butch O'Hare was Easy Eddie's son. The life we live today can affect generations to come and we're meant to give our lives away. So focusing on your legacy instead of worrying about what monetary things you'll leave behind will define you and will inspire others in turn. In fact, legacy actually can benefit you beyond others. In fact, a study conducted by the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology discovered that individuals who have a clear sense of their legacy are more likely to display adaptive coping strategies and experience greater psychological well-being in the face of adversity. In fact, engaging in activities that produce and contribute to a positive legacy have been linked to increased levels of meaning in life and purpose. That comes from research published in the Journal of Happiness and there's an association between legacy activities such as volunteering and mentoring that are coupled with a greater sense of meaning and purpose in life. So the influence of legacy and its impact can go well beyond well-being. It can also help your interpersonal relationships. In fact, a study showed that parents that intentionally leave behind a positive legacy, such as imparting family values and traditions, can foster stronger bonds and communication with not just their children, but with their grandchildren as well. And I find it so interesting that legacy is about others, it's about ourselves, and it leaves behind something that is so much more impactful than money. In fact, the word inheritance comes from late Middle English, it's Anglo-Norman French in its origin, and it means being admitted as an heir from the French inheritor. But legacy is older. Its origins come from the word legatus, and a legatus was a high-ranking Roman military officer in the Roman army. It was the equivalent to a high-ranking general officer in modern times. But 
Initially, legatus was somebody who was used to delegate power. The term became formalized under Augustus as an officer in command of a legion, but ultimately it served as somebody who was imparted with a sense of duty and a sense of power to represent the values of the traditional and figurehead of that particular Roman Empire. So a legatus, a legacy, it's really more about duty than it is about what you get. Legacies often represent something that is much greater than the individual. They represent a particular mode of doing things. And in that mode, we can find so many business empires that are not just inheritances, but they stand for something. Think of one of the five top biggest business empires in the United States, Ford Motor Company. Ford is as we know, built tough. And it represents a particular form of the American ideology about strength, determination, reliability. There are so many different business empires that don't really mean too much for us, but there are some that represent far more than just the product in and of itself. And I find so interesting that the major points of building a brand go hand in hand with creating a positive legacy. When we started J.O. Rocha Collections, my father made it incredibly clear to me that we aren't doing this for us, neither he nor I take a salary. We're doing this for the next generation. We're doing this to honor my grandfather's legacy and the values that he taught us, but to also keep those values alive for not only our family and for our future, but for the families of the artisans that deserve to craft with positivity. And when you build a brand that is to be a legacy, that's built to represent the skill and the values of a craft, you'll find that there are many points in creating and crafting that legacy that can help you to move forward. Now, if you're starting a brand or if you're just thinking about your own personal legacy, I've adapted modern day techniques in order to help you with a 10 point guide to how to leave a positive legacy. Let's start with number one, define your values. Reflect on what matters most to you. Identify your core values and the principles that you want to embody and pass on to future generations. Write down in a notebook or just think in your head. When people think about me, these are the things that I want them to think. Think about the values, think about the different personality traits, or think about a quote that would embody who you are and what you stood for. Number two, live with purpose. Determine your life's purpose and align your actions with it. I don't mean determine your career or determine a hobby that you care about. I'm talking about your life's purpose. Your purpose can be to help people. Your purpose can be to bring joy to others. Your purpose can be to bring art to the world or share your own personal perspective. But your purpose has to come from within and it can't be affected by money. It has to be something that drives you despite potentially not having any money at all. I think about famous artists and how their particular view on the world 
has impacted generations, specifically Van Gogh, whose art I truly love. Van Gogh didn't live in riches and didn't have the most positive life, but in his perspective and in finding his purpose to pass that perspective along to others, to put it in paint, he created a lasting legacy that is impactful to anybody who sees his art. Step number three, cultivate meaningful relationships. You have to learn to nurture relationships with family, friends, and communities. Show that you care, be empathic, and support others. That means being able to understand yourself to such a degree that you can put yourself in other people's shoes. You can understand based on your feelings, experiences, and thoughts where people are coming from and what kind of support they need so that you can nurture, cultivate, and build a relationship that will last so people will remember you for the good things and not the bad. Number four, mentor and inspire others. Share your knowledge and experiences to guide and inspire others. It means teaching and providing opportunities to pass along wisdom and empower others to achieve their potential. It's not good enough to simply know a craft. A true master can teach a craft because the beauty of art, the beauty of working hard, the beauty of positivity is that it can be infectious and you can pass it along. The same does apply for negative connotations, negative feelings, and negative skills as well. In fact, many negative traits are often inherited, such as addictions, mental illnesses, or even degenerative diseases. And while those things are incredibly sad, it's important to remember that it's not the only thing that we can leave behind. Step five, practice active generosity. Embrace a compassionate mindset and engage in acts of kindness, small acts of goodness that can create a ripple effect and inspire others to do the same. Wake up making small differences in your day that will create major differences in the future. Step six, contribute to your community. Get involved in initiatives, do some volunteer work, or even just Take more actions that align with the values that you want to put into the world. Making a positive impact can contribute to other people's growth and well-being. Step seven, preserve and care for your environment. Take steps to protect and preserve the environment for future generations, not just in what you do, but also in the way that you build your space. My father's always passed along incredible meticulousness when it comes to curating and caring for a space, making sure that everything is clean and organized, and also to pass along the reasons why it is important. When it comes to working with tools, a workbench is incredibly important to maintain organized because it can help your craft flourish all the more. Step eight, foster inclusivity and equality. Create an inclusive and equitable society and community that advocates for equal opportunities for everyone, regardless of backgrounds and circumstances. No matter where you come from, no matter who you are, it's important to understand that you can build a legacy day by day, and it simply takes being committed to the specific kindness, positivity, and impact that you want to create in the world. 
go after it and make sure that you treat everybody like they can make a difference in your life if they simply focus on the good. Step nine, leave a positive mark in all of your professions. Excel in everything you do by demonstrating integrity, professionalism, and innovation. Contribute to your profession's advancement by leaving a positive legacy for those who follow. I think so often about the Dome, the Duomo in Florence, and how it was an architectural feat of magnificence that we've since capitalized and built upon, but it's about pushing the boundaries. And in creating something that pushes the boundaries, you set the stage for other innovators to pass along additional skills and create building blocks upon your legacy that you'll be remembered for. And the final step, step 10, is to document and share your story. Preserve and share your personal history, experiences, and lessons learned. Write in a journal, create a family tree, or record your oral histories so you can make sure that your legacy is continued and passed along generation to generation. My grandfather left me a old Belovo watch that he loved and whenever I look at it, I'm filled with positivity and warmth. But beyond that, he also left me a copy of his story. He wrote a long time ago, an archive of his family history and how we became who we are today. That archive has informed so many of the steps along my way. They've shown my father many lessons and he to this day continues to pass along additional lessons that we will build upon that make me proud to be a part of JL Rocha. To me, it's not just a brand, it's a duty. I'm responsible for building upon something that is meant to stand for doing things right, believing in others, and caring about all the little details. So as always, my name is Jose Noel Rocha. I've been your host for Luxury Menswear, the podcast by JL Rocha Collections. I wish you a beautiful legacy, days full of handmade moments, and the consistent knowledge that you can do anything you set your mind to. Until next time.